Hi, you're listening to the Rav Desla Pasha podcast with me, Avram Ziedman. Join us as we weave together philosophy, psychology and Kabbalah to uncover new depth to our weekly Torah reading. There is this awesome Rav Desla piece that I want to go through with you, talking about reincarnation, being possessed, and how that fits with free will and koach. We're going to get a lot in here. Here we go. The goal in life for us is to reveal Hashem's light. And to go with an analogy that we've mentioned before, imagine you got a cardboard box, and inside that cardboard box is a light bulb. Every time you do a mitzvah, you poke a hole in the cardboard box, and you see the light from that hole. Every mitzvah is a different hole, and you see the light from all different angles. The more holes you poke, the more you understand the light. So in life, we want to poke as many holes as possible. And death, when we die, then the body is stripped away from the soul and we connect to all that light that we revealed in this world. The opposite, is if a person, as opposed to poking holes in the cardboard box and reveal light, instead puts more cardboard boxes on, more hiddenness, otherwise known as a chil Hashem. So with my free will... I can either reveal light and connect to the light, or, chas v'shalom, I cannot reveal any light and be in darkness. Okay, so with my free will, I have a choice. Either choose good or choose bad. Choose light, connect to the light. Choose bad, disconnect. Kiddush Hashem or Chil Hashem. But says Rav Desla, ultimately, if we take this world and the real world, stripped away from physicality, we call it the next world, if we take it all into consideration, there actually is no such thing as a Chil Hashem. You can never create a Chil Hashem. Let me explain. In this world, you can create a Chil Hashem, and the more religious you look, and the more it's obvious, the bigger the Chil Hashem. That's in this world. But if you take the next world and you're now viewing reality, people are walking around and go, whoa, what happened to that guy? What, that guy? Don't you know? He cheated on his taxes. Whoa, and that's what happens? Yeah. When Hashem then performs Midas Hadin against me and everyone else gets to see that, they also get to see the light being revealed via this person. So let's say a person has a moral decision and they make the wrong moral decision. This is what you do, this is the crime, this is the punishment, then that reveals another aspect of Hashem, the strict justice aspect of it. So whatever you choose, whatever you're going to do, there's always going to be Kiddush Hashem. Now we shouldn't go around doing many of errors then, and A, because Hashem doesn't want us to do that, and B, because it's not in our own personal best interest to be the subject of the strict justice. If someone does a crime and they go to prison, well, there you go. So the prison will be a revelation of the justice. But who wants to be in prison? It means that when Hashem gave us free will, it's not just that free will will cause a Kiddush Hashem when I use it correctly. No, the whole creation of free will is a Kiddush Hashem creating device. Whatever happens, you use your free will, there's going to be... A Kiddush Hashem. But what if a person doesn't use their free will? I can go through the whole morning routine without making a single free will decision. You daven because that's what you do. You start learning, that's what you do. You go with a job, that's what you do. Free will, Bechira, is when you have a moral dilemma placed in front of you and you grapple with it and you make a decision. 
plenty of my life, I just go on autopilot. I'm not feeling any moral dilemmas. I'm not grappling with any moral decisions. Every moment I'm alive is an opportunity for growth, an opportunity to have a new decision. However, a lot of my life is spent where I just plateau and I just go on autopilot and I'm killing time, so to speak, and that I'm not using this opportunity for growth. So if I have an opportunity to use my free will and I don't, that is a vacuum of a Kiddush Hashem. And that vacuum needs to be addressed. Now, one way to address it is via Gilgulim, reincarnation. In Derach Hashem, it says, Sheneshama achas tava hazer pam shonim. It's possible for a soul to come into this world many times in many different bodies. And through this, through this, option one, you were able to fix what once went wrong. Or, and this is it, alternatively, to complete the job that wasn't completed. These are two different categories. One category of reincarnation is to be able to put right what once went wrong. The second one is, is to complete your free will. Or, in the words of Rav Desla, your ruach is your free will, and you choose between the nefesh, the body, or the neshama, the higher soul. That's your choice. Anytime you pick the nefesh, then that will reveal God's strict justice. Anytime you reveal the neshama, that is connecting to the light. But what happens if I don't make a decision. Rabdessa calls that, that your free will stays within the realm of the Ruach. It doesn't budge choosing between the Nefesh or the Neshama. It just stays in its place. For that, a person needs reincarnation to complete their free will. And this time, choose. But there's another option as well. And that option is being possessed. Iburim. Now let me just explain what we mean by being possessed over here. It doesn't mean that a soul's taking over your whole body and you don't have any free will. Ibuim is that if there's a soul which was lacking light, it can have an opportunity to go down into another person's body, not take away their free will, but to be this encouraging force to inspire the person to be able to make a decision. When you hear in your voice, go on, you can do it, you can do it, you can do it, that could either be yourself or maybe actually it's another soul coming into you to inspire you to be able to be great. Now, if you listen to the soul, it's not that you don't have free will. If you choose to listen to the soul, you get a mitzvah because you're now revealing light. But they also do. That soul also does because they are the clee. They are the impetus to inspire you to be able to do what's right. In fact, when a person davens for siyat deshmaya, please Hashem help me. One way of getting Siyat Shmaya help is that Hashem brings down a soul into you to help you to be able to inspire you. But, says Rav Desla, the inspiration can go either way. Because let's be clear, we're talking about a person who's on the fence. They can't decide, what am I going to go with? Mm, they're staying in the realm of the Ruach, not choosing Nefesh or Neshama. So there are two examples of Ibuim, helping a person to make that decision and create 
a Kiddush Hashem. Example number one. Pinchas is on the fence. He sees that there's a huge Chil Hashem taking place. Someone has to do something. Someone has to step up. I don't know. Should I? Should I not? I, I can't. We are told that Nadav and Avihu get impregnated, Ibu, into Pinchas, and they say, go on, go on. He has free will, he listens to it, and he makes that decision, and he kills Cosby. He had free will, he chose to listen to them. Nadav and Avihu, they have their tikkun which they needed, and Pinchas also does the mitzvah. But here's another example where it might go the other way around. Korach was on the fence. He wanted to argue with Moshe, but he's a bit scared. Can I really argue with Moshe? He needed inspiration. He needed someone to help him. And therefore, Cain is brought into Korach. Cain is an Ibo into Korach, and Cain says, Do it, do it, do it. And Korach is inspired, and he goes, and he argues with Moshe, creating Achil Hashem. But in creating that Chil Hashem, he ultimately gets swallowed up and he shouts out, Moshe Emes, Vesoraso Emes. That shows Hashem's Midas Hadin. Wow. So when Korach has the Ibo of Kayin, it makes a Kiddush Hashem because it stops Korach from being the wishy-washy on the Ruach, not sure what to do, make a decision which will result in a Kiddush Hashem. I was thinking you have a similar idea in Malachim when you have the story of Eliyahu Hanavi who's fighting with the men of Baal. Eliyahu has a showdown with the people of Baal. And he says, you create a korban, I'll create a korban, you dove into Baal and let's see if, if he will light up the fire and I'll dove into Hashem and we'll see if he listens to my korban. So the people of Baal go first and they start crying and crying, nothing happens and they start stabbing themselves and killing themselves and blood pouring, yuck. And still, Baal doesn't listen. He says, uh, maybe you want to be a bit louder. You know, come on, wake him up. He must be sleeping. Oh, what a this. And then they try. Nothing happens. And they say, all right, your turn. So Eliyahu says, fine, put water on his bear. Yeah, more water. Drench it. Okay. Hashem, please bring the fire down. <laughs> there we go. Solved. Now, there's one scene in there that I want to focus on. Vayigash Eliyahu al-Kol Ha'am. Eliyahu comes to the people. Vayom, and he says... Admasai Atem Poishim Al Shte Hasipim Im Hashem Alakim Luchuachalav the Imbal Luchuachalav How long are you gonna keep hopping between these two options? Make a decision. If you're gonna go for God, no, go to Hashem. And if you're gonna pick Baal, pick Baal. What? What? Look, I get the idea, pick Hashem. Yeah, do that. But pick Baal? What do you mean pick Baal? It should be either pick Hashem or stay on the fence. So you could say, as long as you're on the fence and as long as you're not deciding and you're just staying in the realm of the Ruach and you're not making a decision, there is a vacuum of Kiddush Hashem. You know what? Make the right decision. Go after the Neshama. Make a choice. Create a Kiddush Hashem. But if not, in a certain way, even choosing a Chil Hashem is better than not making a decision. Because if you choose a Chil Hashem, you'll get punished. That'll be Midas Hadin. And that will reveal a Kiddush Hashem ultimately. Stop staying on the fence. Avdesta says that nowadays, 
every single person who's alive is definitely a Gilgal. We are all reincarnated. When you look at Tanakh, you know that the heroes were really heroes. But more than that, the baddies were real baddies. They stood for something. They stood for Ra, pure evil. Can you imagine a Malik chasing after the Jewish people? They know they're committing suicide. They know they're going to be decimated. I don't care. I stand for evil. I stand for something. And as they're running, trying to chase the Jews, you know, on the, on the side, someone says, ice cream, burgers, free ice cream, free burgers. Do you think they'll bat an eyelid? Do you think they'll look at the ice cream burgers? Excuse me, what are you talking about? We're on a mission here. And they will be single track minded and go ultimately to do proper evil. But if it was me, you know, I'm, 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 off, I'm off to do a mitzvah and someone says ice cream. Ooh, <laughs> that's quite nice, actually. You know, burgers. Oh, OK. Well, <laughs> do you want to do the right thing? Sure, I want to do the right thing. But I like burgers as well. Nowadays, we're kind of wishy-washy. You know why we're wishy-washy? Because we are the leftover souls who never made a decision, who never chose. The souls which chose were decisive, yeah, they're up in Shemaim. Either they're revealing Nefesh or Neshama. Either they're revealing a Kiddush Hashem or a Chil Hashem, which was out in a Kiddush Hashem. Who's left? All the souls that were finding it hard to make a decision. What's our voida? Decide. Choose. To choose is to live. That's what we're here for. We're here to be able to create Kiddush Hashems. All we have to do is to open up a gift and to use it and to make a decision. Good Shabbos.